You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts covering this New Orleans Pelicans team. They were busy over the weekend, dropping a home game on Friday to Toronto, but going on the road, coming back and beating the Charlotte Hornets to grab just their second victory of the year, first road win. We're going to recap both of those games. Got an update on Didi Silva in Australia for you, and we'll talk about tonight's game in the Smoothie King Center against the Houston Rockets. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So it was a rough one on Friday as the Pelicans took on the Toronto Raptors in the Smoothie King Center, ultimately falling 122-104 after being tied at 30 at the end of the first quarter and Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday looking good, assertive, aggressive, what we want to see from those guys. The wheels basically came off in the second quarter, and that's the story of this game. New Orleans was even through the uh, Q1, even in Q3, and actually won Q4, but it was a 45-23 to 23 point second quarter that put New Orleans in a hole they were just ne- never able to come out from. And in a game where Pascal Siakam had 44 points, Giannubuddy had uh, 20, 21 on the night, Norm Powell was basically the hero in the second quarter for the Toronto Raptors, putting up eight, uh, 15 of his 18 points off the bench during this period. The Pelicans bench, which is supposed to be, you know, their their depth, which is supposed to be a big strength of this team, did exactly zero during this time. The bench guys who played in this one didn't score a single point. The only guys who scored in this quarter were Drew Holiday, were Jaleel Okafor. He only put up two, so let's not even count him, and Brandon Ingram, who put up 12. The bench was pitiful in this one, and the bench unit basically just got run out and lost the Pelicans the game. You can kind of make it as simple as that. They weren't their normal Pelican self to begin with. They couldn't really get out and run despite rebounding pretty well. But when you allow the Toronto Raptors to shoot, um, you know, 19 of 44 from three, you're going to lose this game, and the Pelicans did. Pascal Siakam, awesome in this one. 44 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists for the Toronto Raptors. He lit up Drew Holiday on multiple occasions. Drew, I think uh, he went 3 of 3 against. Brandon Ingram didn't fare much better. 5 of 5 against him. Basically, he could do what he wanted in this game. He took 10 threes, hit 5 of them, but finished 17 of 28 from the field overall. Um, And basically, the Pelicans had no answer for him. And the rest of the Toronto Raptors chipped in just enough to really just keep pace with the Pelicans once they fell behind in that second quarter. Brandon Ingram put up a good stat line, 27 points on the night, 7 rebounds for him, but 3 of 10 from deep isn't going to get it done. He needs to shoot better than that. 10 of 25 from the field overall. Nicolo Melli in the starting lineup continues to basically not even exist. 0 for 2, 2 points. 
cool. He only played 10 minutes. Jaleel Okafor getting the start at center despite uh, Derek Favors being healthy for this one. But Favors got more minutes. But Jaleel Okafor just gave you 6-3 and three in this one. Basically, the defense was bad there. You couldn't keep him out there. Drew Holiday in 30 and a half minutes. 6 of 13. So not shooting particularly great. 1 of 4 from deep. 6 rebounds. 6 assists. 16 points on the night. But his plus minus is pretty bad because, frankly, his defense wasn't where we thought it really could be or should be in this one. Lonzo Ball in the backcourt. Abductor strain was going to be out the next game. Going to be out tonight, too. There's your medical update on him. 2 of 8 from the field. 1 of 5 from deep. 5 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, uh, along with 4 turnovers. That's just not going to get it done. The Raptors are good. You need to play better from the starters than anything, basically, all of these guys, other than maybe outside of Brandon Ingram, gave you. It was a pretty bad performance. Didn't get much better down the bench. Derek Favors still working his way back into this one. Four points, ten boards. Okay, that's fine off the bench. That's not horrible. J.J. Redick was basically a non-factor. He only took one shot in this one. Frank Jackson did get some run, 12 shots, but only hit five of them. Two of five from deep. 13 points on the night. And when that Bench unit could have gotten going and really built a lead. They just weren't able to uh, because of the off-shooting night from the team as a whole. Nikhil Alexander-Walker got some run, two, four of eight from the field, three of five from deep. 13 points for him, four assists. He was maybe the bright spot off the bench for the Pelicans, but it just wasn't enough to kind of spark them and get them going. Kenrich Williams finished with two points on the night, though his plus-minus looks pretty good because of just the little things he does out there, which is a theme going into the game on Saturday against the... The Charlotte Hornets. This is a rough one to swallow if you're New Orleans. Um, you had a guy like Kyle Lowry get hurt, go to the locker room, and not finish the game out, and you couldn't take advantage of the Raptors not even having their second best player out there. That really, really does hurt you in this one. Um, Fred Van Vliet wasn't just lighting it up from deep like he did in the opening night. And again, the Pelicans still unable to capitalize on all of it. There's really not much to say about this one other than it was just bad. And it was the run that the Raptors went on 15 to nothing to start the second quarter before New Orleans even could really get on the scoreboard that just put them behind. And that was that. You know, Alvin Gentry was pretty upset after this one, as he should have been, and said, we're going to have to start making some changes to the rotations, different things like that. But overall, this was a pretty poor performance from New Orleans. They just did not play defense. Toronto in this one put up 38 points in the fast break. It's one thing to get a bunch of fast break points, but 38, almost 40, even with the Pelicans missing like they did, that's still is more on the defense, just not getting back, not really wanting to play defense. And it has been a problem all year long. Wasn't better in this one, but the energy, the effort was significantly better in Charlotte on the second night of a back-to-back. Coming up in a moment, we will talk about that game. Before we do that, though, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. The only podcast coming to you guys Monday through Friday, five days a week, breaking down basically in real time everything you want to know about this team. Zion's going to be back soon before you know it. If he's talking to the media, that's a really, really good thing. And he's been talking to the media. So get excited. We're here to cover it. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a five-star review. Really does help. Can keep this free for you guys five days a week. 
So after that dismal performance against the Raptors at home, the Pelicans went on the road to take on the Charlotte Hornets, who are a little bit better than we actually thought they were going to be. Um, they were in this one 4-4 four and four going into the game. This could have been a tough test for New Orleans, particularly after just the lack of energy, the lack of defense, the lack of trying, and no one really showing up in the game against the Raptors. They did show up in this one. New Orleans gutted out a 115-110 victory despite trying to shoot themselves in the foot as much as possible with 26 total turnovers. Woof on the night for them. But they overcame that, and you saw the guys that we thought this team was going to rely on really step to the forefront. Obviously, it starts with Brandon Ingram. 25 points in this game, 8 of 12 from the field, 3 of 4 from deep, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, but ugh, seven turnovers from him. Those turnovers are bad, but New, the, the Charlotte Hornets weren't able to capitalize on it. New Orleans managed to limit the damage that they were able to do. As he said, Alvin Gentry mixed up the starting lineup. In went Kenrich Williams. In went Derek Favors alongside J.J. Redick and Drew Holiday. Lonzo Ball out with that abductor strain. Maybe he shouldn't have been playing against the Toronto Raptors. And this new starting lineup was effective. Kenrich Williams in particular playing that power forward spot, getting almost 30 minutes of action, 6 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep. Don't always count on that from him, but that's pretty good in this game. 15 points on the night, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 0 turnovers, 2 steals, and a block. He just does things that help you win basketball games. There's no denying that. And having a guy like him is so very useful. He was awesome in this one. Kind of play, uh, and also playing defense on a number of different guys as well. Derek Favors back in the starting lineup. 29 minutes of action. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Coming up with key assists late in the game in crunch time when New Orleans was originally down 5 heading into the 4th quarter, but able to completely turn it around, winning that quarter 34-24 to get their first road win and just second victory of the regular season favors down in the down the stretch in crunch time clutch time was awesome having a veteran like that in his presence really came to the forefront in this game same thing for jj reddick 22 points on the night for him five of nine from three point range six of 13 from the field overall five rebounds too he did have four turnovers including a bunch where he just stepped out of bounds with the ball that was kind of weird two steals two blocks he was really good though and aggressive and the pelicans were trying to get him the ball to be that sharpshooter we know he can be quiet night for drew holiday in terms of the stat sheet four of 12 from the field, 0 for 5 from deep, but did finish with 11 assists, 5 rebounds, 12 points. He got shifted a point guard in this one, kind of mixing up his role a little bit, and he distributed the ball really well, alongside playing that very good defense. His shooting, not a surprise that it kind of dropped during this run when he is kind of that main facilitator, but if he's able to put up those 11 assists and contribute on defense, I think that's a really important thing. On the bench, you saw Jackson Hayes get into the game early. You saw Jaleel Okafor not play in this one, coach's decision. He hasn't looked great so far this year. Jackson Hayes, 18 minutes of action, the perfect 3-3 three of three from the field. Went to the line four times, hitting three of them, nine points on the night from him. But rebounding is a big problem from him, only grabbing one, one defensive board. 
that's not too good. Frank Jackson not feeling it in this game. Just three points, 0 for 2 from the field. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 2 of 4 uh, from the field, 1 of 2 from deep, 5 points. Josh Hart, after kind of a big no-show against the Raptors where he was 1 of 9, finished with 10 points on the night alongside 7 rebounds, kind of filling that Kenrich Williams role off the bench, just going out, making some hustle plays, keeping the team alive. Charlotte just didn't have a ton of firepower in this one, though their starters managed to all get into double digits. It was the bench that kind of let them down at times too, except for Devontae Graham, who put up 24 points on the night. He is a kind of impressive rookie to see. But overall, while the starters got into double figures, they weren't really high double figures, and they just never really threatened you. And as New Orleans turned the ball over 26 times, Charlotte did it 22 times, and you saw this game not be just the best. But you know what? It was good to see the starters, the veterans, step up in crunch time for this team. We needed to see something like that from them, knowing that they're capable of doing this and maybe to just get a little bit of confidence and get some forward momentum. Maybe that starting lineup that um, Alvin Gentry went with in this one, Drew Holiday, Reddick favors uh, down at center, Brandon Ingram at the three instead of the four, and Kenrich Williams out there just to make those hustle plays could really be something. I expect we'll see that tonight night against the Houston Rockets, particularly with Lonzo Ball out. Maybe you do need a guy like Lonzo Ball with that second unit to feed some of the others, uh, particularly because his offense has not been good this year. But good on New Orleans. Overcoming the turnovers helps that they were playing their opponent who kind of turned it over too. And so those weren't able to really bite them, though this game would have gone differently had they played a better team. But you only play the team that's in front of you. And a win is a win. They managed to get it against the Charlotte Hornets. And now let's see if they can keep that momentum going tonight against the Houston Rockets. We'll talk about that game coming up alongside Didi Silva, who just showed out in Australia the other day. I'll give you an update on how he's looked and the big performance he had the other night. Before we get to all of that, though, don't forget also subscribe to the Lockdown NBA podcast Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the association. Lockdown NBA, get it wherever you get your podcasts from. So we get excited about Zion Williamson, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Jackson Hayes, and we'll get even more excited about Zion once he's actually playing. But the Pelicans had a second-round pick who also impressed in Summer League, and that is Didi Luzada-Silva, who is down in Australia, also working with a language coach to learn to speak English um, and just get some seasoning. He had an explosive game in preseason, scoring 29 points, but he hasn't been um, fully healthy and he hasn't been playing as much as he could for the Sydney Kings, the team that he's on down there in the Australian League. But he exploded the other night, 28 points on the night, six rebounds, two assists, two steals in just 24 minutes of action. He was seven of 11 from three, and his stroke looked pretty good. And when you watch the highlights of all of this, because let's not pretend none of us are actually watching this game in real time, his defense is there. It is NBA ready. He was guarding almost every position out there and just generally wrecking havoc on the perimeter among all of the Perth Wildcats guards. Very cool to see. Really great that he's starting to find some success. Hopefully he stays healthy, keeps getting more and more minutes. But I think overall that is pretty cool to see. Makes you even more excited about the future to have a guy like that who can play on the wing and in the backcourt um, and who looks ready for the NBA. He's going to be on this 
team next year. You can almost feel that. As for the guys who are on this team, they are taking on the Houston Rockets tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Chance to get another uh, win. Houston Rockets, though, on a three-game winning streak. They've kind of righted their ship after getting off to a bit of a rocky start. Six and three right now over there. They are third in the Western Conference, led, of course, by James Harden and Russell Westbrook. James Harden, by the way, a gaudy 37.1 points per game, 8.2 assists, uh, 5.6 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, 21.4 points on the season, almost eight assists per game, and a little over nine rebounds. So not quite the triple-double we're used to seeing from him, but still some gaudy numbers nonetheless. Key to this one is run James Harden off the three-point line, run the rest of the Houston Rockets off of the three-point line because they lead the league in threes per game, taking almost uh, over 47 of them. That is an absurd number. And the Pelicans like to give up open threes. You're going to lose to this team if that's the case because they have shooters all around. You also need to contain Russell Westbrook in the backcourt. You can't let him just get uh he's so fast that when they do their like trap defense of a guard and a big up there he's just gonna blow by them go to the rim there's gonna be no one to stop him we'll see if maybe for this game they simplify the scheme it was a bit of a mix of both things in the last two games against the raptors and the charlotte hornets the pelicans need to get a win in this one certainly um to kind of keep things moving in a positive way but it is going to be a tough test tonight. Good thing is the Houston Rockets, they don't uh, go after offensive boards too much, so it should help the defense a little bit. They're also just not able to get them. Their defense isn't particularly great since losing uh, Jeff Bizdelic to the New Orleans Pelicans. They rank 22nd in the league, so the Pelicans should be able to keep up. It's just going to come down to, can you make more shots than this Houston Rockets team? It's a little bit tough. But they were in it early on in the year on the road, uh, and maybe we'll see if they can do it again. That new starting lineup likely to be in effect as well. We'll see. This is a t- this is a tough one. These are games are tough to preview right now because, well, we don't really know what this Pelicans team is doing, and they're still figuring each other out. Hopefully, they'll continue to still figure some things out tonight as they grab a win against the Houston Rockets. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.